Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. This is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Quinn 92. Hey. Especially on my birthday today. So Is it your birthday? <laughs> Happy birthday. Holy shit. That's so cool. <laughs> the coolest interview for my birthday. <laughs> That's so cool. So, so you're born in, was it north of Detroit, like Green, Green, how do you say it? Gross Point. Gross Point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just outside Detroit, like five, five, ten minutes. Um, which is really crazy because like Gross Point itself is a really nice neighborhood. Pretty wealthy. I didn't live on like towards the wealthier side, but it's pretty like people do good for themselves that live there. and. Then you go five minutes away and you're in Detroit, which is like a totally different world. So that was really interesting growing up and kind of like dealing with that like paradox of like environments and stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it was cool, but I love Detroit so much. I went there tons growing up in sporting events and in concerts and all that stuff. So yeah. And are your parents originally from there as well? Or? Yeah, they're from Michigan. They're from a little outside Detroit, um, from Warren, Michigan. So yeah, there's not much around that area, yeah. Um, but yeah. Metro Detroit, same same area. But you're originally Polish, right? Yeah, Polish. Last name's Tomrowski, so yeah. super Polish. And like, uh, I love Polish food. I go to this place called Polish Village in Hamtramck. If anyone from Michigan is watching this, definitely knows what I'm talking about. It's like the best Polish food ever, and just like hearty, like really bad for your stuff food. It's I'm obsessed with. So was that your grandparents or great grandparents who originally? That's a great question. I want to say it was my dad's great grandpa or something like okay. yeah i don't know the exact lineage but mm -hmm. i should do like ancestry.com or something <laughs> to, to figure it out you know what do your parents do my dad owns a funeral home actually oh. and my mom was a nurse for like 30 years so my dad with the funeral home was really interesting growing up because i was around like kind of like a depressed environment you know because yeah. he's like always comforting people who are dealing with you know loss and stuff so that was really interesting as me like growing up and stuff and I don't know, it's kind of like rubbed off, I guess, like how I cope with like people passing away. Like it's, I don't know, I, I'm like really numb to it, which isn't like the best thing in the world, but I don't know. Like I just, I, I've seen how my dad deals with it and he has to just put on this face of like, okay, it's going to be yeah. okay. And it's good, but like, you know, it's, it's not exactly like, I didn't want to go into that business because I just, I didn't want to be around such like sadness all the time, you know, yeah. and seeing family members cry and stuff. So mm. music was definitely a cooler outlet yeah. for me to, to go into yeah where do you think I do a creative side from I don't know actually you know like my mom is is uh, my parents aren't like they're not creatives like they don't they're not musicians they're not like painters they're not writers they're like it's kind of funny how I am doing what I'm doing I don't know where I got it from but I think the one thing I will say is they're big music lovers they're big fans of music so a lot of what they played around my house growing up, a lot of like Motown music and soul music is like what I got brought up on. And that's like the early stuff that I listened to. And I would, I just like danced naturally like to it. And, um, but no, it wasn't like my dad was like a aspiring musician or something, you know, like he sang, he sings and stuff when he's like drunk or whatever, but it's, it's not like, it's not like he's like professional by any means. So definitely I would say just, you know, it rubbed off on me from my parents playing it around the house a bunch and just, go, they, they went to a bunch of concerts growing up. So I kind of just wanted to do what they were doing. I thought it was cool. And then I figured out I love music, so I just kind of stuck with it. And you have a twin brother? Yeah, I have a twin brother. Is he have also a, into music? He's into music. Uh, he's into music in the sense that he likes music, but yeah. he's not like a musician or he doesn't 
doesn't have like a musical bone really. Uh, Did you feed off each other growing up with music? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think he, him and I like share taste in music a lot, um, but I think I was the one who really just like went for it. I had a really big love for writing and stuff, so I took a bunch of creative writing classes in high school, so I kind of fused my love for that with my love for listening to music and kind of turned it into this right now. And then my young, my younger sister too, um, has also loved music, but isn't like aspiring musician or yeah. anything. So again, it's weird. It's kind of <laughs> like I'm the, I'm like the outcast person that was into music and actually went for it and don't know where it came from, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's cool that it happened. How else would you de describe yourself back then growing up? I was a social kid. Like I, I played sports. Like I tried to stay as active as possible, but then in schools, I was very much like an introvert, like I was super quiet. I didn't like to like raise my hand and like, you know, be vocal. I just kind of sat at my desk and was really reserved. And um, it's funny how like what I'm doing now, it's like I'm, I'm kind of demanded to be like the center of attention and be like the most vocal person, you know, at shows, like quite literally, like I have to be the loudest there because I have to command a room and like, you know, channel my energy and like make people have a good time and, you know, make habit rub off on them. And so, I think what happened really was just like all that stuff bottled up in, for me in high school and like the quietness kind of in class, like, I don't know, it just kind of like exploded when I started making music and it just kind of like, I got to write about stuff that I was like not really talking about as a kid and um, I got to be more vulnerable and just like, yeah, I think it's helped me a lot as a musician, but I don't know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty strange, yeah. Um, it's kind of strange like how, who I was as a kid is what I'm doing now, but it does make sense though because like, I've always loved music and, um, you know, to look back on like the things I loved as a kid and what I'm doing now totally adds up. So, yeah. What specifically clicked to you to start music? There wasn't like a really a specific moment. Um, I was, I, when I was making music, it was right around the time of like, if you remember like Good Music All Day and like mm -hmm. those really like, this song is sick, like the really established blogs on the internet that really dictated like music at the time kind of, and this was prior to Spotify. So I started seeing people like like rappers like white kids like from like sub suburbs like myself and kids in high school and college like on these channels um and it wasn't just white kids but like kids like that I could familiarize myself with were on these channels and these blogs and I was thinking to myself like oh it's really cool like I would love to like try and write music or something like I, I was into music but I was like I feel like I could like do that in a sense because I liked storytelling I like to you know perform and entertain people so I kind of went for it and um, I got like a couple like people responding back to me and like small traction but nothing crazy and then one day I think it was um, Good Music All Day posted a song of mine and that was like the moment where I was really thinking to myself this could be really cool um, you know people could actually like be into this and I kind of went for it full time after that and I, I had been working with Alex who you've interviewed AOK. -okay. And him and I just kind of went for it, and he executive produced my first two like EPs, and we kind of cultivated this little following in Michigan. And uh, it's really cool to see things kind of grow and expand just from like the Midwest. What was the turning point for change your name from Mike T? Oh, uh, I was in college, and I was I can remember this to this day. I was sitting in Alex's uh, apartment, or I think it was his friend's apartment at the University of Michigan, and. I was think I was I was like, dude, I need to change my name. Mike T is way too like nicknameish. You know, it sound it sounds like a it sounds like something you like you know you just call your friend at school and like yeah. you know it, and that's how I got the name like literally. So 
I was like, I want to find something that's different. And I was like, what about Quinn? And like, I had this acronym and it stood for quit unless your instincts are never neglected. So it was a name, but it also was like, there was meaning behind it, which meant like, you know, if, if, if you're aspiring to do something and you, you might not want to tell people about it or you're a little more reserved, a little more of like an introvert, like I really urge people to, to do it because like, I just think life's too short not to try to go after what you want to do in life. And that was really me, like I was said, like that was me as a kid who's just, I kind of didn't really talk about my true like dreams and stuff and aspirations. Like I kind of was more quieter about those types of stuff. So the name kind of like, the, the, uh, the acronym kind of was easy for me to figure out. Um, and then 92 is just XCII with the Roman numeral, which is the year I was born. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I just thought the name needed to change. It needed to get a little more like professional sounding, <laughs> but I don't know. Like you see people like Jeezy who, you know, he, he still says he like regrets changing his name to Jeezy, like thinks it's corny, <laughs> but it's funny. Cause like, I, I, I feel the same way too, but I think you know, maybe if you talk to someone else, they might like it. But, you know, I think it's just me being more critical of my own self, you know? I love it, though. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the story behind it, yeah. Why did you want to study advertising? I didn't really want to, actually. I just did it because music wasn't offered at Michigan State, like a program. Um, and I thought that it was kind of the most creative outlet I could do as far as school goes. Like, I didn't like school whatsoever. I was not a good student. Um, had terrible ADD. I still have terrible ADD. But I couldn't focus, like, in class and, like... I just knew I wanted to do music, and while I was at school, I was like, well, I have to prioritize my time somewhere, so advertising to me was like the closest in writing um, that I could get to like thinking outside the box, and I do enjoy it, like I really enjoyed studying what I did, but I just always knew it wasn't going to be what I wanted to do when I was older, you know, Um, and I'm so happy that things are (laughs) working out, so (laughs) yeah, because I I don't know if I could do like a cubicle thing, I don't don't know if I had the attention span for that, yeah. Mm. Was it your parents who forced you to go to college? Like, did it ever occur to you to do music right out of high school? No, I think, I, I don't think it was there. Like, I don't think music was, like, my career was, like, established enough to do that at that time. Because um, this was right around when Alex and I were just making stuff. So, like, it, it just, it wasn't popular enough for it to be, like, a foreseeable, like, option. And we, we still hadn't put out enough music yet. So we, we were really encouraged by our parents to be like, okay, you know, go to, go to school, get your degree, and then, you know, follow your, your real dream. But I'm glad they did that because, like, you know, if things didn't happen, it would really suck and I wouldn't have, like, something to fall back on, you know? So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really have a way to make money. So I'm glad I got my degree and I was able to meet a lot of people and a lot of good friends I have to this day. And sorry, there's sprinklers here. It's going to get loud. Um, yeah, and, like, and being actually at school was like one of the reasons I think things worked out for me was because I met so many people and like the fraternity that I was in who then shared my music with friends of theirs back home and then those friends shared music with those friends you know and so it was like such a word of mouth type thing so like I I joked that like music like I would have I would have been probably farther in my career had not gone to college but I think I also probably wouldn't be where I am right now if I didn't go to college because you know those those friends of mine helped so much with just like expanding the, the like the network of who was listening to my stuff and yeah so it all kind of worked out nicely so I think I think there was definitely a reason for me to go to school mm-hmm. but I also love college too it's like the best four and a half years of my life so mm-hmm. where was your career career at by the point you were graduating it was getting popular for sure um, I ended up taking it wasn't again though it wasn't at the point where I wanted it to be it wasn't like I could just quit and you know move here 
to LA and, and, and do this full time. So I ended up having to take a job at an insurance company in Detroit for like five months. I was so bad at, at the job. <laughs> I literally, so yeah, I, it's so random. It's because my brother got me the job. He's, he, uh, he still works in insurance, but he got me the job. And uh, no, I would like literally like sit on my computer and draw like going like the, uh, the art like app, like the on paint. the, yeah, yeah, paint, paint, like Microsoft paint and draw like hamburgers and just, <laughs> oh ran, yeah. And, and it's just like, no one, and no one really supervised me. So I just didn't really do much. And, and, I, and all I was doing all day was just thinking about music, you know? So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it, it wasn't getting to the point. Like I was still working on music and uploading it to SoundCloud for free. Um, but I wasn't really like seeing something that was going to really take me to the next level. And it wasn't until we made Kings of Summer and that, that happened, uh, um, I think in 20, I'll just say like 14, I don't remember exactly when, but I found out like one day after work or something that it went to number one on Spotify, like yeah. in the, in the world, like the global chart. And this was kind of in the earlier stages of Spotify too. So, um, I didn't really know what that meant. Like had that happened now, I would have freaked out. But back then I was, it wasn't as like an established, like thing to know. And so I told my parents that and they had no idea. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think the song is doing pretty well. And like, it's actually the number one song in the world. So yeah, I would tell like coworkers too. And they were like, oh, that's cool, man. Like you, that's, that's great. And like, I'd be like, okay, well, can you, can you finish that? Like, it was like, it was just like a side conversation. And yeah. so I don't know. I just didn't, nothing was adding up. Like I would play shows on the weekends and I would come back on Monday morning and like report to like a, you know, like an older woman who was my boss. And it was just, I was just like, this isn't adding up, you know, like I, I have to like change something here. And so I eventually luckily got asked to go on tour with uh, Soma, who's like an R&B singer. And um, that was my first tour ever. And we just went for it. Alex and I went on tour and I quit my job and never went, never went back. And so I'm really happy that happened because I don't know if I, I would have been, uh, you know, I probably would have been working there a lot longer than I would have wanted to. So. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool to like tell my bosses I'm going on tour. You know, I, was, I wasn't just like quitting. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna go tour the country. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so cool. What was the next momentum after that? So tour ended, and then I think what it was is we started working on like my debut album, and I'm sorry, in between then, with Kings of Summer doing what it did, um, we ended up getting signed to Columbia. This was maybe like months after the tour. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's hard to remember these stuff, this, yeah. these things actually, I should like write this out more often, but yeah, like the timeline, but yeah, I think after the tour, we ended up getting signed and then uh, we moved out here to LA um, and it was cool because I think after the tour, we were like, okay, Alex and I talked, we're like, we're definitely moving to LA, it's, this is the goal, like music's gonna happen, like we're determined, let's do it. And then right around that time before we even left and we, while we were saving money, we got signed and so um, you know, the money from that deal definitely helped us be like, okay, this is the time to, to, to do this. Um, so I think doing that was huge for us. We got out here and then I made, I spent like a year working on the story of us, which was my debut album. And the, yeah, the, mm -hmm. kind of the rest, the, the, the rest is history. And like the, now I'm working on my second one that comes out. Yeah. Right, it's pretty much done actually. I shouldn't say I'm working like on it. Exactly a month. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It comes out February 15th. So slight little plug but yeah <laughs> it's crazy it, it, it just all really flew by really fast but so much happened in it you know I felt like it was quick but so much has happened to, up to this point so I try to like just kind of you know sit back once in a while and just like re reflect mm -hmm. on how much has happened but it's tough when like this industry is like so demanding of like 
so much of you and it works so quickly, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's good so far, yeah, for sure. Actually, back then, did you have any mentors? I mean, you didn't really have any peers around you who are in the music industry, so how do you yeah. know, like, who to trust or who to talk to and stuff? I mean, I, mean, I, I, so I met my manager, Jesse, uh, through um, a mutual friend of ours at Michigan State, and um, yeah, we, we hit it off, and he's, he's really been, he's going to love this right now, but he's like been, <laughs> he's definitely been a mentor in the sense that I can trust what he says, and I didn't know anything about the music industry prior to having a manager. I was really naive, and I thought I could kind of just do all this on my own. Um, and it wasn't until he kind of took Alex and I under his kind of umbrella that we really started to understand how this, how this business works and what to look out for, what to avoid, what to like, you know, just, just the ins and outs of it. And, um, and so he's been someone I can definitely trust and lean on and ask questions for and someone I can definitely just like channel my stress if I have any or happiness or whatever so it's definitely a, it's definitely someone you really want in your corner and he's one of my best friends now so mm. yeah it's interesting like you said because I didn't have people in my family that I could like ask questions about because they don't know how the industry yeah. works or whatever so no I, I, I met him uh, Jesse and then we've been you know he's been my manager ever since and you know along that I've I've you know signed with Columbia so I have my team now and you know there's so many people in my corner that really try to you know, help me out and, and just steer me in the right direction, but still let me do my own thing yeah. creatively. They're not forcing me to do anything different, but they definitely give me advice. I'm like, okay, like, this is the best opportunity for you, or, you know, don't do this or don't do that, or, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's all kind of random, but yeah. <laughs> How did you meet the rest of people in your crew, like Chelsea Cutler? Alex's claim to fame, as he puts it, is he found Chelsea on SoundCloud, and we were exchanging, they were exchanging messages, I should say, you know, just saying like, hey, I love your music, and likewise, she would say the same, and one day, I think, like, like a year after that, after the initial uh, messages, they actually met up in a studio in New York and recorded some music together, and then we ended up meeting at one of my shows in New York at, I think it was Bowery Ballroom, and um, no, we just kind of have been friends ever since then, so it's been like two years now, or I think two years, yeah. Um, but no, Chelsea's great, and I, I think she's super talented and has so much you know, left in her career, as I think we all do. And then Jeremy, funny enough, with me on SoundCloud, messaged me, Zucker, and, uh, you know, reached out, and we collabed uh, soon after that. And so um, it's funny, like, Chelsea messaged Alex, and Jeremy messaged me, and then <laughs> they eventually came into our kind of little collective, and it's, it's just so cool to see them expand and, 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 you know, start to really get as much buzz as they are because they're, you know, both incredibly you know, talented artists and they both deserve it so much. So yeah, it's really, it's really cool to like see people you've known from like the ground up really succeed and see them do awesome things. So yeah. How did you realize it was the right time to sign with Columbia? Like, were you scared that you didn't really put much out yet and didn't really establish your brand? Yeah, I, I, I thought it was the right time because I just, I knew, I knew this is what I wanted to do, but I also knew I wanted, I needed the help of a, like a, a bigger hand that was like in the pot, so to speak. And like, knew more about the business than I did. So, um, yeah, I just thought a label was the best decision, but Columbia specifically, because they, they knew what I was trying to do and they didn't want to take anything away from me because they, they approached me with, they approached me when I already had a fan base, which was really nice. So I kind of already had things going for me, luckily enough. And they, they were just like, listen, we want to add you to the roster, but we don't want to change what you're doing, you know? And, and it's been like that ever since. So they've been really, really cool with the creative process and not, you know, stressing me on being like anybody else you know they just they let me kind of do my thing and that's that's the best thing mm -hmm. from a label yeah
And your song, Sad Still, uh -huh. is that about your own anxiety? Or? Yeah, yeah. So um, the whole album really is like the, the kind of common narrative about it is, is mental health and um, just all the things that I kind of dealt with in Michigan and how I brought that to L.A. and how it's always followed me even as an adult now. So um, Sad Still particularly, though, really touches on it well. It's like the strongest anxiety song on the whole album. Like the whole thing is about it. And it's funny. It's like the, the choruses are more melodic and calm, kind of like what it feels like to be chill. And then the verses are really like intense with drums. And it's like what I tried to do was I tried to represent what like a, an anxiety attack feels like, like through sound. And so some people are catching on to that right now, which is cool. Um, but yeah, the the song's definitely about how I've dealt with it and how I deal with it now and, you know, how I deal with it on the road and just how I put it into my music. And I'm finally kind of coming to terms with it and like learning to talk about it more, which is really cool. So and I think, too, nowadays, it's like mental health is always seems like mental health is like the hot thing to talk about, which I hate. I hate even saying it like that, but it really is like on everyone's mouths these days. So I think it's a good time to speak on it. And it, it kind of came together nicely with the times that we're in. And, you know, the, the chance for me to speak on it, I think, is like welcoming by people. You know, it's not like taboo anymore. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And was it true that um, the Clinton Slaughter went to one of your performances? Was it Irving? Did she go in the end? Yeah, 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 yeah. Chelsea Clinton went to... <laughs> Crazy, I actually forgot about that. Chelsea Clinton came to my show at Irving Plaza in New York and yeah like how did he know that she was coming or what uh, a friend a friend of hers who's a friend of my manager's really long story but this guy came by and messaged us and uh was like hey Chelsea and uh you know her husband would like to would like to meet you and stuff and I was like what it was like and mind <laughs> you it's like 10 minutes before I'm going on stage so my whole world's like thrown upside down because I'm trying to prep for the show but then again you have like a Clinton coming saying hi so oh my God. yeah yeah but it was really cool like she tweeted she tweeted our sh like me and Chelsea's show out and she was just like you know tagged us both and it was it was sweet like it was it was just a really cool thing to see like somebody who is so far removed from music mm -hmm. but is still like a public figure to be into what we do and yeah, it was really cool to talk to her and just kind of, you know, get to perform for yeah. her, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy. What are your inspirations for your album coming up? There wasn't anyone necessarily in particular that I was inspired by um, to make the album or, like, certain songs. It was more so just finding ways to challenge myself as, like, a musician and and show people that I can do, keep evolving and, like, sonically and just kind of going in different areas and stuff. And so I think there's a lot of records on this album. and. I, I think too the singles too have kind of shown people a little bit of my like different side and that you know I'm, I'm still into making different music and not getting stuck in like a formula um, so I'm really excited to, to have people hear some of the other songs that they haven't got a chance to hear yet that are on the project and just kind of show people that like you know that's what I'm trying to give them is something new every time every every album cycle and something brand new. How would you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you made like way back? They're definitely more like they're 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 better written for sure. I think I've I think I've become a much better writer. Um, they're they're structured better too, um, and they just sound more mature. I think I think I've matured as a person. Like I'm getting married in May, and yeah, you know yeah, it's just yeah. Thank you, and and I don't know like things have just happened to me that have like naturally matured me, and so I think that just reflects onto the music like anything else. Like I think everything in my like life right now, I just look at differently and particularly music, you know, I've just decided to, you know, I write, I write differently than I was in college, for example, like I, I, I've experienced different things now. And I think so if you compared it now to, or now to 
years ago. It's just like I've lived more, you know, and there's just more, there's more I, I've seen and there's more that I know and there's, I don't know, like it's like I've gotten a little wiser, like, <laughs> <laughs> like slightly, but um, not, not by much at all. Through doing a bunch of sessions with people, I just, I've learned easier ways to write songs that are catchy instead of trying to like, you know, bang my head against the wall and like figure it out, you know, it just, you kind of have to just, I've learned that you kind of have to accept that sometimes you'll get in a rut, or a rut creatively, sorry, my voice cracked. And, uh, and other times, you know, music comes naturally, you know, other times it's like, it's really easy to write a song, but you just can't force it. And I think that's what I've learned. And yeah, it's, I'm still learning, trust me. Like I'm not, it's not like I've mastered songwriting by any means, but you know, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. But I've, those are some, some tools that I've definitely like got under my belt like up until now, so yeah. 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 Do you have any specific inspirations for your music videos, for your art? I feel like it's all super cohesive. Yeah. There's specific artists. Totally, yeah. Love. So Wes, Wes Anderson's like yeah, my number totally one. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's hard to, <laughs> I don't think it's hard to realize. Uh, he's like my number one inspiration. Um, and I just got the Grand Budapest Hotel tattooed oh, nice. on my arm. Yeah. So if you see it here, I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> but like, yeah, shout out That's to my- so cool friend Vince who did that yeah no it's like he's really been the big inspiration of mine as far as like symmetry and colors and I I just thought that like I always wanted to along with music I wanted to like show people what my brain was like is like visually too and like that's just how that's just the stuff I love is like colorful really organized looking shots and I'm so happy that I went with it because it's really a good representation of like who I am I think and and yeah, but he's Wes Anderson's like yeah. literally the inspiration behind it. There's no one else. You yeah. shot your LA show with the sofa right in the back. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. So cool in the in the shots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're we're gonna try to keep some of that sim symmetrical stuff for the next tour. But uh, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> that was at the Fonda, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far, other than anxiety? I mean, aside from you know, I think things that everyone goes through, like like you said, anxiety. Um, I don't know. I think just balancing work with like relationships and, and I guess like life outside of work and just finding ways to not get too wrapped up in what it is that I do. Cause it's, it's interesting cause like music's my favorite thing to do in the whole world. And it just so happens I get paid for it. So mm -hmm. it's funny how like I could work, you know, like a seven hour day, let's say in the studio and I go home and you know, most people unwind in different ways. They get back from their job and they watch TV cause that's like their favorite, like they love to binge watch and and I do too, trust me, but like, when I get out of work, it's like, I'm still focused on music because I, I just love, like, I listen to Spotify all the time, like, I'm still surrounded, so it kind of always follows me, so it's, not, it's a challenge sometimes to figure out ways to divide the two and, and, and realize that, you know, work is, work's work and like, downtime's downtime and stuff, so I'm, I've been choosing to do stuff that's a little different than just listening to music all the time, so, which is good. Like, I'm reading more lately, and oh, yeah, what yeah. What kind of books? Um, I'm reading a lot of, uh, mental health stuff's actually been on my, on, uh, on my mind lately, and I mean, quite literally, but uh, there's some, there's some <laughs> books that I've gotten that, like, deal with that, but, um, there's also, like, Wes Anderson books, like, from his films, like, with, like, really cool descriptions of, like, his movies. But I need to, if you have any recommendations, tell me off camera, because I, I need to buy, like, a good book off Amazon or something that I can bring on, like, these, like, long plane rides that I do, you know? <laughs> exactly. And again, like, something to kind of burn my time than just going through Spotify or listening to my own demos and stuff. It's just, it's exhausting. So, yeah, reading's a really cool escape that I'm, like, realizing. And I used to hate it, but now I'm actually really liking it, so, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> what does love mean to you? Ooh. Love means to me, I want to say the right answer because my fiance is going to watch this and she's going to be like, 
What did you say that? No. <laughs> um, I think it means like someone loving someone. I guess means someone that you can just always rely on and 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 is is good is you know is good for you. I guess and and despite differences or um, stuff that you go through. And I think that's really like how I would describe it, but I don't know. Everyone has their own definition. It's such a wide, it's such a very loosely thrown term too. Like, I don't think you can really say it about someone, for example, if you've really, if you've been in love, it's, it's kind of a hard term to define even, you know? So, um, I don't know. That's how I, I would say it just like, it's, it's like when you know, you know, kind of, you know, like, like it's, yeah, it's. That's the most uneducated way I could put it. But. <laughs> what do you love about, is her, is her name Macy? Macy, Macy's yeah. Macy's personality. <laughs> we're, we're getting very personal here. <laughs> I feel like I'm on The Bachelor. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I mean, she's great. Mm -hmm. You're great, Macy. Um, no, she's just super, I mean, she keeps me in check for sure. Like, she mm -hmm. definitely, like, um, makes sure that, you know, she does things for me that I really, really appreciate, like cooking and cleaning and stuff and, like, She's, she's great at that and, like, takes burdens off me that I, I don't really want to deal with. But, like, she's just also very, like, supportive emotionally. And, like, she's an interior designer, so she oh. works in a creative industry. So she gets, like, the headaches that I go through and, you know, the just the constant, like, overthinking of things. And she gets it totally. So it's nice, it's nice to have somebody who, like, can definitely, like, sympathize with you in that sense, you know, and, and has, has gone through those similar experiences. So we, we get to talk about those things a lot, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? What do I want to be remembered for? Just someone who was positive and, and cared about others and wanted to, you know, help others, I guess, through, through, through it is what I do, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and if, if that's how I can do it through music, then I'm more than happy to do that, so. Yeah, I love this. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>